Let's go with this episode 11 of Curiously Polar <clears throat> Blue Ice. Not the ice blue like the famous uh, aftershave <laughs> from the 80s. Let's, let's let's kick it off. 3 to 1. A wonderful good day to everyone who's listening to this and uh, another a wonderful great day to you Mario up in Tromsø. A great day to you, Chris. Uh, yeah, here in Tromsø, it's a nice uh, summer day with uh, uh, cool temperatures. We are just above 10 degrees and the sun is shining. And we it's have uh, here here near Hanover, uh, when we're recording this, um, which is probably before you are listening to this out there, um, it's like 25 to almost 30 degrees right now. Quite wow. a difference. You you told me the story yes. once of your kids uh, being in Italy, where you originally come from, and the ice cream thing. Tell us that story, because I th thought it was a really good one. That was a really good thing. Yeah, in Scandinavia, people are quite uh, uh, resistant to... Uh, To climate situations, climatic situations, in the sense that uh, people eat ice cream more or less at any season. <laughs> It's not like I like do that Italy too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because you are a northerner compared to, to the Italians. You are north of the Alps, and uh, true. and uh, and people in Italy would usually not eat ice cream in other seasons than the summer. Um, but uh, of course, up in Scandinavia, we eat uh, ice cream uh, quite often. And also during the winter, bad days and things, but also during the summer. In the summer, it's, when the temperatures are around 10 degrees, it's not, not a big deal how long time it takes uh, for you to eat the ice cream. And this is like my son, Leo. Um, he's, uh, he's turning nine this summer, but, um, but uh, this was a story from a couple of years ago. We were down to uh, uh, Lago Maggiore, uh, north of Italy, um, and uh, it was summer. It was close to his birthday, actually, but the beginning of August, and uh, and we went down to this fantastic, luxurious, homemade Italian ice cream on a homemade waffle cone, and uh, and it was just after a refreshing swim in the lake, um, sitting there in the sun, and my son was taking his time. He was looking at uh, different things, <laughs> the boats in the harbor and the birds flying and things. And then, and then the ice cream, he looked at the ice cream and it had melted away. And he was, <laughs> it was, it was uh, like the saddest kid ever. He was devastated. He couldn't understand <laughs> how come this ice cream just melted away. It was, it had disappeared. And, uh, And uh, and this is uh, because he had never seen the ice cream melting, which is which might be kind of sad, but it's also very practical. Well, if you if you live down here uh, up here, it's um, it's yeah, it makes you eat the ice cream faster. So it, it makes you eat your ice cream faster. <laughs> so it uh, it propels the uh, <laughs> the uh, the business. <laughs> yeah, mm, but, funny. Uh, but one thing that I want to talk to you about is uh, related to ice but it's not ice cream and it's the uh, fantastic color of blue that some of the ice the glacier ice or some of the icebergs actually get and uh and we have these these uh, these great great hues of, of blue and they change a little bit with the light and, and, and definitely it's, definitely it's blue, they change it's, with it's the, greenish with sometimes like turquoise Yes, it's it's really different colors, and uh, and it's actually quite difficult to take pictures of of that with uh, 
with a point-and-shoot camera and reproduce the same colors. It's something to do with a white balance, I guess, but the Chris is definitely more into this than, <laughs> than me. But the, uh, but the interesting part is that like when you get an, uh, an iceberg and it has a vein of blue ice in inside yeah and one of the questions that we get is like what does it come from i mean why is does it have this vein of blue well or in general why does some of the ice get blue because we you can have in on these glaciers and and in the in the in the fjords when the uh, glaciers cab and the ice floats by you you can have the 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 white ice right next to the blue ice and it's always kind of puzzling as beautiful as it is it's unusual because that's not my experience when i go to the freezer and i take some ice cubes out they are white yeah they're white or they are transparent right. and this is the uh this is the uh this is the difference uh, between some ice that is uh, just the uh, frozen water and the ice that we see in the icebergs and we see in the glacier is normally not frozen water but is snow that has accumulated and has been compacted by uh, the uh, year from from year to year by the pressure of more snow on top of it or the pressure of the glacier in the crevasses so it's it's and ice uh, that 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 was made from snow it's ice that originally had precipitated some snow and it's the snow that has been getting more and more compacted so when the snow falls and we all know uh, the snowflakes are very fluffy uh, structures with a lot of air spaces in between the branching of the snowflake. And uh, when they fall down to the earth, the snow is typically white. And uh, then there are all the optical properties there, but we won't go into this. But uh, intuitively, we, we can see that the air, that the snow is white. But the whiteness is due not to f the, uh, the ice part of the snowflake, but it's the air that is trapped in the in the mass of the snowflakes that has fallen down. And as we compress the uh, snow to get to the phases that lead to the ice in, on a glacier, then uh, we actually compress the air as well. Mm -hmm. And this links a little bit to the episode where we talked about the, the bearded seal and the hydrophone, that we have the crackling of the air bubbles that you are can actually hear that ice, yeah and you can hear them but the, the other effect is that when there is uh, air trapped into the ice then it is kind of whitish and the less air we have the bluer it gets so the veins that we have in the glacier are actually cracks that were in the glacier that have been filled with meltwater and the meltwater has frozen in again thus n not containing a lot of air inside ah. and so the uh, the reflections are the characteristics of the ice crystals so the absorption of the light uh, uh, wavelength so we we have to so we have that we get we get the blue the blue ice right so we we have to we have to explain there's a spectrum of light and it's uh, it goes from blue to red with uh, all the rainbow colors in between pretty much 
And so, so the greenness and blueness of the ice means that the, the warm side of the spectrum, the, the red, the yellow, the orange parts are being, being absorbed. They're not being, it's like a filter pretty much. It just takes those wavelengths out. Yes, and this is, uh, of course, like when we are talking about uh, the wavelengths that are uh, absorbed or reflected or refracted, we are talking about physics, we are talking about colors, it's the perception that we have of the same wavelength uh, of light. So, like, just to make a distinction between the, uh, the, uh, the physical properties and the uh, perception that we have of that. And it's beautiful to photograph. I mean, that's that's one of the things um, that you don't really get back home. And taking photos of that, it's just it's surreal. And uh, by the way, here's a tip from a photography side. If you have a lot of blue ice on the photo, and if there's nothing but the blue ice on the photo, it's often, it almost looks fake, you know? It's, it almost looks like you you added some blue in Photoshop to it. Um, but then what I tend to do is I will include white eyes with it as well. And it's often together. So that kind of gives the viewer kind of the, 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 the reference, the white eyes as a reference. And then you realize, wow, it's really that blue and it really, it, it's really that strong. Yeah. It's, um, but in any case, the, uh, like looking at, uh, at a piece of, of ice or a big, uh, glacier bit a bergy bit or an iceberg with the with the color blue is is just a fantastic experience it's a it's a sight that uh, just fills you with uh, with peace <laughs> and and it is pretty I, I think i believe what i read is it is pretty much the same uh the same mechanism that makes like a large quantity of water look blue like if you have the the blue water in the sea yeah it's the uh it's the uh oxygen hydrogen bond in the in the water so molecule it, it, h2o that that absorbs the uh the the light uh, right in the right frequency so it is not it is not something in the water it is just a general property of water so it's a property of the water like the ocean is blue for example right so if you yes. went to a glacier with blue ice and chipped something off and put it in a drink it would be just regular water yes it would be all right Blue ice. I, Blue ice. It's, one of the wonders of the Arctic and the Antarctic. Yeah, it's that's yeah. That's one one of the reasons I love to go up there and and take photos because it just you can you have these Im, Im, beautiful Im, Im, immensely abstract shapes that really are nowhere else on the planet pretty much, and they um, and the colors is just yeah. Well, that that might lead us sooner or later into another episode about photography when we talk about how to get the colors right, uh, how to take the things like white balance and stuff like that, for example. Uh, not unimportant up there, definitely. Not unimportant. It's something I would uh, definitely take notes on. <laughs> so I look forward to this episode. <laughs> yes, we will do this. All right. Um, that was a really short one, but I think still a very interesting one. Unless you have anything to add, we can... Put a lid on this. Well, I think that uh, we have been uh, covering most of the information about the blue eyes. It was uh, something uh, that uh, we really wanted to talk about. And, uh, and it's actually one of the fantastic things that we can experience when traveling to the Arctic or the Antarctic, but even glaciers at uh, lower latitudes. So uh, whenever you're close to ice and natural ice from glaciers, look out for the blue eyes. Yeah, it will, it will stick out for sure. 
All right, that was it for this week's Curiously Polar, the podcast about all things very north and very south. And we will come back next week with more. If if you happen to see this somewhere on iTunes, make sure to leave a review or a rating that would help us be more visible. And if you're not subscribed to the show yet, hey, there's no excuse. You have a podcast client on your smartphone uh, for sure. And all you have to do is go where you find your other podcasts and just click on subscribe and then you'll get the show every week for free. It's it's gonna happen in your sleep. It'll be on your phone. All right, Mario, see you again next week and uh, stay cool. See you, Chris. Stay cool. <laughs>